0: and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And as always, I'm R. Neville Johnston.
1: Although sometimes, well, and I'm Mary Phelan and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to continue the discussion that we started last week with accepting your true nature to accepting other people's true nature. And really, you must accept your own before you can accept it in other people. The more you judge yourself, the more you're going to judge other people.
0: Oh, yeah, very true. Uh, as we said last week, just a brief review, uh, we are taught from day one that our true nature is uh, evil and corrupt and um, nothing good will happen and why did you incarnate and when will you be leaving? Basically, we're propagandized, brainwashed our entire life with um, completely bogus, uh, unbelievably false premise. And uh, so in actually coming to the point where you accept your own nature, once you accept it, then you're in the position to change it. Otherwise, you would just be resisting the change, and that's the grand frustration mm-hmm. that um, uh, many industries are making a living at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well this idea of,
1: of getting us to be our untrue nature, yeah. some icon, some figure, yeah. some idea of what, female and male acceptability is, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, physically or through the status in life. And we start playing these roles. We become the mother, the, the aunt, the uncle, the whatever. And yeah. then our whole life is spent trying to resist our true nature, push it mm-hmm. away from us at all costs, hide it, lock it away. And the more we do that, the more it attempts to be loved. It, 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 it does everything in its power <clears throat> to get our attention make as much noise as it can to get our attention. So we talked last week, and you can still watch that show in the archives, uh, how to, get, uh, to allow our true nature to come without judgment. And mm. then it comes very softly. And yeah. it's and like getting, it's an old friend that comes home.
0: Yeah, and in fact, our true nature is to be loving and kind, have a big heart, take care of people, um, become compassionate. Become all of these things is what our true nature is. And this propaganda stands between us and them. Now, since we, um, between ourselves and us, those people, these people.
1: Them. Yeah.
0: Well, them is the, you know, part and parcel Who of Who is the this them? <laughs> part and parcel of what we're talking about here. So, uh, because we live in the mirror, and we really do, uh, what we find unacceptable in ourselves is what sets us off about the other person <laughs> and the other person is busy being set off in exactly the same thing so there's there's really you're not you, we are one thing and that's how it is the exact formula as to why we are all one thing is this idea that what we don't like about someone else is what we don't like about ourselves so for years now on the show we've been talking about uh, please insult me because what you're going to do is reveal very intimate things about yourself that you don't like and that would be the insult hurled so if someone hurls an insult at you they've told you some very specific things about themselves which is really too much information TMI you know the insult is TMI please calm down Uh, I recited so many times the story where someone called up in the days where I wore a cummerbund and shorts and uh, um, brilliant jackets, that is to say, brilliantly colored. Looks
1: like that's going to be revived. Yes. <laughs>
0: Actually, I may go forward in that direction for some time. But this concept of, um, uh, so someone calls in and says, you know, there's Cumberbond in the jacket, and says, uh, how gay, dude. I believe that was the exact quote. And I said, well, why are you telling the audience that your father never approved of you? And that your wedding, or was it your prom, was uh, an absolute debacle. Why are you telling everybody that? And the person was off the line like that, because (coughs) that's what he was telling me. So anybody that wants to tell me all this stuff, (coughs) so many years later, it's just not really all that dramatically interesting anymore. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but that process, so to get us out of it, and the, the... point of this program, this particular program, uh, accepting other people's uh, true nature, uh, there's an axiom uh, that's in my mind and under 555, which is a a number code that uh, translates to mean uh, to remember that everyone is doing exactly the best that they can possibly do at that moment, no matter what that is. That's the best they can do at that moment. So therefore, you you can really truly feel compassion for the, the people having a fist fight by the side of the highway, you know, stuff like that.
1: Well, we also project in onto the other person what we may be feeling, our mm-hmm. judgment about what's acceptable. And it is true. We love others through the doorway of ourself. And if we cannot love What we don't love in ourselves, we're certainly not going to love in other people. And what we love in ourselves, we will easily love in other people. That's why loving yourself will make it so you love other people. Mm -hmm. We think that loving ourselves will make us be insensitive to other people, and it's just not true. It's just not an accurate assumption. But plus, something that I have been discovering over my lifetime, but I would say more as of late, what we tend to do is we put this identity on other people. We put these expectations. We say, okay, a good friend is always on time, Mm -hmm. calls us on our birthday, does these things that, that we define as friendship. And then when that other person does not do it, it therefore has to be because they did something wrong or they're insulting us or that they don't love us. But when you accept your own nature, you will begin to accept other people's nature. And when they don't call you, first check to see is that their nature is it their natural nature to not call people if it is then i'm not going to take this personally if it isn't their nature and they're in a state of resistance well I, I think there there could be some healing done now what if that person's true nature doesn't call you when they're going to be late or whatever that may be well then you are free to allow them to move on their path and you can move on or adjust the friendship so that it is not Bothering you in in your true nature. It's not a matter of struggle and fighting. We think we have to arm wrestle. Our rules have to win or we're uh, being overrun in in any kind of a relationship. Um, There was somebody that used to write for the Washington Post that said, any conversation between two people is always a vying for dominance. And you can tell by the tone in their voice. I talk about this in the opening of the throat chakra class, that there's always the people that are attempting to be dominant will be very loud. Hi, I'm Phil. Have you ever been to a business meeting when you walk in? And it's like, oh, I'm Bob. I'm Phil. And it just gets louder and louder and more barking of a sound to, to dominate that, that situation. And it's very much where you're saying, I feel powerful if my rules are in charge.
0: Oh, yeah. There's the um, same thing in palmistry, the handshake, the person that wants to be in charge will crush your hand when they shake it. And so if you shake hands and you get a shot like that, it just means that's who that person is. But uh, if you are dominated, then it is your choice to be dominated. But you don't have to make the choice.
1: Or not play the game. Yeah, and and that's basically
0: the uh, uh, go-to that we're introducing in accepting the other person's nature. That means that you don't have to be swallowed by their...
1: Or any kind of a war at all, one way or another. Yeah,
0: yeah, you just simply don't engage on your end. Mm -hmm. And then they cannot make you engage because of the free will stipulation that everybody can parrot but no one seems to be aware of that 100% of everything that happens in your life is... Um, your idea, I mean, go ahead and argue all you want, but please do it somewhere, not anywhere near me, because I know for a fact that everything that happens in my life is my idea because that's what free will means. Very easy concept. Another one that no one seems to understand, that's a true axiom, everything that happens is on your side. There are no exceptions to that. There is no moment where there's uh, anything like a tragedy. That's a one amazingly bogus word, you know, this concept. Well, so,
1: I think we as humans do go through our feelings about those sorts of things. Uh, I think there is a bridge that we walk through to get to that knowing in all mm-hmm. circumstances. But just think about this. How many hours of your life do you spend resisting someone else? And I would guess it's at least 50% of your time you're resisting the guy in front of you that's preventing you from getting to work on time. Uh, you're resenting your wife because uh, you think she is somehow uh, making your life miserable or your husband. There's, there is at least 50% of our time. Well, but once high. you accept their true nature and allow it, you don't have mm-hmm. to agree with it, you don't have to stay with it, you don't have yeah. to live with it, but you ha- have to accept other people for who they are as well as accepting yourself and mm-hmm. a, a brief story about uh, sure. that I experienced with this when I was younger it seemed like my father my father was a warrior, very good man we have a lot of warriors in my family and uh, I've I had that propensity that I've worked with throughout my life and he would worry about everything and one day he said something and it seemed like it was very insulting to me like he was worried about me feeding the, my kids or something. I, it, it wasn't that, but it, it was something like, um, uh, oh, I know what it, 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 he was saying, don't forget to do such and such. And I said, yeah, I won't forget to make dinner either or something. And I got so mad and I was so mad. And then this beautiful epiphany happened and it just clicked the switch off. And this wave of compassion came over me. And, and I, I just knew in that moment that he wasn't trying to tell me that he didn't trust me. He was saying that Whatever he was talking about was a fear place in his life, and he was trying to prevent me from having the repercussions of his fear. And so I saw it as an incredible act of love, and I never got frustrated with him again after that because everything everyone does is loving you or is mm-hmm. love as they see it in their world, in their construct. But after that, what I did is I, te- I would do whatever I needed to do to comfort him if he was having a fear about something or worrying about something In the past, I resisted him and made the problem far worse.
0: Yeah, resistance is like that. And as we were saying on the previous week, the resistance is always an attachment to an outcome. Mm -hmm. An attachment to an outcome is an expectation. Or fear
1: of an outcome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, either way that it works. Mm -hmm. But the idea of the uh, expectation. So all of this boils down to the idea that the only slavery there is on our planet is judging Know, that's it if we um, and judging, uh, since everything is love, then judging is also love. And judging in its original form was more like the idea of differentiation. I like strawberries, I do not care for um, uh, something I don't Preferences, care for. Yeah. yeah, preference, rather. And uh, so the perverted preference is judgment. So, now we do have to go through life, and we are naturally tuned to prefer one experience, one flavor, one thought, etc. We're, we're just built that way, okay. But when it's to the exclusion of others, you know, where the mind is closed, I must have this outcome, or I will not be happy. Uh, the toothpaste has to be rolled, or, you know, whatever. this, You know, the, we the planet OCD, by the way, I think that's one of the joke names for earth and other realms the planet of the OCDs but nonetheless and OCD well at any rate that's another discussion to have at another time our concept being that the accepting your own nature then you're not fighting it when you're not fighting it you can change it when you accept the other person's nature then you're not fighting it then you can accept it then their nature cannot upset you because it's just their, you know, the five five, five. They're, 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 they're doing the best they can. Okay, good. Have fun with that. I'm, have a life. See you later. Well, you, later. you know,
1: we, we got raised with the idea that there's a, a white hat and a black hat, mm-hmm. uh, the cowboys. There's a good guy and a bad guy. And so in every situation, uh, we walk around with our set of rules thinking that that is the external yardstick's rules, uh, and and we're enforcing our rules on everyone. Mm-hmm. And that if they're not following our rules, therefore they must be the bad guy, because Infidel. we are always the good guy, whoever yeah. we is. So I, th- I think it is very important to understand, well, what is this person's rules? Not even, I mean, going beyond their true nature, what is the system of rules that they're living by? Because everybody is different. You can. Um, Like, take the the idea of when leaders go to other countries and they get briefed on what the other person um, or the other country may find insulting. Like, some places they find it insulting if you don't finish everything. Other places on your plate. Other places they may find that it's insulting if you eat everything. And it's like all these rules. Well, understand what that person's rules are before you get insulted. Um, Many years ago I was waiting tables and someone... Uh, from a country, I I had a tray in my hand and they ask where such-and-such was, and I pointed over there, and apparently, and I had no idea of this at the time, that it's insulting in some cultures if you point with your left hand. And this man got so mad at me, he actually threw me against the wall, thinking that I was insulting him and I did not know what, I was, that, what even happened. It wasn't until later you know, that I realized. Yeah,
0: perfect example. Yeah,
1: so to be insulted, at least get your information and make sure the person's actually attempting to insult you before you react, yeah. you know? I mean, even if you just do that, it's going to take away so much pain out of your life.
0: Yeah, and, and again, that's the too much information syndrome mm-hmm. when whatever the insult is is what is their deal so and and it's just so very obvious you know he has no idea he's in this country no there's no clue about that just that's what i'm saying that's what that meant well uh, yeah. yeah
1: and and it's just a, a belief system and everybody lives like that i mean it's very clear when it's something as radical as that mm-hmm. but we do it all the time in some families like i had a big family we all would just you know it was just all an interchange it was all just a a movement of things Mm -hmm. whereas you grew up as an only child so that there was just one thing and with with those different sets of rules even in the amount of children you have in your family it changes things in your rule system
0: oh yeah absolutely now in our process uh, by the way this is a live call-in if you have a question please do call in because uh, it will assist. Your question will be the question many people have. So you're absolutely heroic, or what is the female hero? Heroic and heroin. Hero, whatever the verb form of that is. At any rate, so call in if you and have cocaine questions. Cocaine and heroin.
1: If you call in. <laughs> yeah. dial.
0: Yeah, etc. So uh, the um, for many years we taught the idea, and this is still true. We taught the idea that the. Most important, the most valuable thing on earth is attention. Other people's attention. Lawyers will charge you an enormous amount for their attention. Doctors will charge an enormous amount for their attention. Lots of people And it's what everyone seems to desire. Now, with the epiphany, and that was my uh, Greek name, Epiphias, when I was incarnate in Greece, the epiphany came that it's not so much other people's attention, it's actually within me my attention where is my attention placed is quite the grand thing, the most valuable thing. And see, this is the problem with superlatives, which we mention uh, all the time. As soon as you've hit the superlative, there's nothing after that. So then you have to have a major reset to even come up with. So as important as the idea is, where is my attention placed? Now, once we can get it across that you can understand the other person is one doing the best they can two being true to their own nature whatever that might be uh and three harmless to you because you do not have to accept any inner reaction with them i mean you do have your free will in this situation okay then we can clear enough uh, ground here to uh, get um, peace of mind which if i'm asked well what would you like to do with your attention uh, i like to place it on being peaceful. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I would do with it. Uh, uh, and you, uh, So that's another show that uh, we did or will have done or at some point, getting the, um, uh, that little uh, thing that draws your attention to what's upsetting you, to get a hold of that little thing and love it for doing that because it really is attempting to um, be on your side, to be loving towards you. And we have... Um, a call. So. Great. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, caller. What's your name, please? My name? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Can you hear
1: me? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You me? yes. Okay. Oh, you, uh, uh, my name is John Perry. And John. Hey, John. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, sure. I've been going to this church for 10 years, and uh, I recently had a conversation with the pastor, and he said that I can't meet with anybody in the church because I have a way of twisting things. So they have a TV program, and they say that anybody can talk to the pastor, and I've been a member of the church, but he won't let me uh, talk to anybody. So what's the best way to handle that? Uh, yeah, now, they're afraid that you're going to twist information or something? Well, he, the pastor's a little dictator. You know, he, he runs the whole church, but he says he doesn't. He says that the, the, the people in the church run it. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to a business meeting every other month, I ask a question and then he won't let me ask any more questions. He said he'll only take questions from people who haven't asked any questions. Well, I, I think what that's saying is your true nature might be outside of his particular box of his safety zone, is, is one thing. And so, one of the ways you can handle it is number one, know that you're not wrong and there's nothing wrong with you. Number two, is to say, um, my, my belief system has exceeded where his comfort and safety zone is, which is what I just said, and then understand what is he afraid of? What is his nature? Like once I looked at my father and saw that he's afraid of something, I could address his fear and still reach my goal. So let's say he's afraid that you're going to make a statement that, uh, I mean, we could just guess, but let's say you're going to make a statement that um, refutes some of the things that he teaches. Let's just pretend that then what you do is say, okay, maybe I can modify my statement so as not to trigger his fear while still uh, refining who I am so that I can get to more people by my statement. Yeah. Now, that's just with a guess. I don't really know what the actual yeah. thing is. but maybe. Well,
0: John, thank you very much for calling in because this is, uh, as Mary is saying, this is classically outgrowing a belief system. I mean, when you're a five-year-old, you have a five-year-old belief system. But by the time you're, let's say, 10, you don't have a five-year-old belief system anymore. And that was pretty much a seamless transition. Finding that place where you actually changed will just disappear into the uh, basic focus. And so as a 21-year-old, we have a very different belief system as uh, I'm a little over 900 now. (laughs) So I've been through quite a few Mm -hmm. belief system changes and it really is time to just acknowledge in my opinion John that you've outgrown this place and uh, just to allow yourself to find whatever the next thing is I would personally and I do believe in that phrase my path is lit by the bridges I burn but okay um so myself personally i would lay down the idea that uh, good and evil are the same thing that there really isn't this battle between good and evil i mean we've been taught to buy that from Otzip, zip that's technically meaning in vitro but um, it begins in in vitro the good and evil are the same thing because they are both methods by which we remember okay so when I have been educated by the process of good, I barely notice. When I am educated by the process of evil, I really, really, really notice. And when I can stand myself up again after the education from the process of evil, I'm very well educated. So, but good and evil are the same thing. Thank you, Mom and Dad. I could never have had the, the compassion that my mother had uh, <coughs> or the, the just plain male energy, the you know stand-up, get-in-the-game get kid, that dad brought to me, and they're very opposite. And but you have to have both. So it's time to simply say y- there are other methods by which. Uh, read a book called the Urantia book. U R A N T I A. Well, so
1: well, I just want to well yeah, say please. something real quick before you get um, uh, too far uh, or you know away from the topic. What you were talking about the outgrowing and i really do believe that Mm -hmm. um i've always said place your attention on the faces of those walking towards you not the rear ends of those walking away because when things start becoming rear ends in your life it's because you're holding on past its shelf life and it's time to move on what's coming at you what new belief is coming and as far as religion i i have studied all kinds of religions throughout my life. I studied the Christian religion for a, a long span of time, and I realized that it's like a st- like when we say the boogeyman, like don't, don't go out of your yard because the boogeyman will get you. The, the child has to have that at a certain point of development because it doesn't understand that there are other dangers that, that are more refined or whatever. So I felt that I outgrew religion at one point, It still was contained within me. I saw the validity and I saw the truth in it. Mm -hmm. So I I was just um, agreeing and maybe giving a larger perspective on that because that's probably the case. But as with any confrontation and conflict, it's asking us, am I ready to grow past this? It's never a call to action and fight. It's a call to action to grow. And so well, reframe good. it and see what might be there. But yeah. thank you, John. Boy, what a great, great call. Yeah, thank you very much. I think much. a lot of people were very helped by that. because yeah, I agree. We went it. through that whole thing. And one thing that was so freeing for me uh, biblically is when I was exposed to the Lamsa Bible, which is the direct translation in Aramaic from mm-hmm. Aramaic, which is what Christ spoke. Ah. And it, it, um, it gave a different translation And it really made everything make sense metaphysically. Like the word sin is really the word mistake. So we are all born making mistakes. Forgive yourself is really what it meant. Not We're all born sinners, and you're awful, you're evil, and you must get into servitude and really hate yourself for your life. And then I might forgive you and let you into this nice place. Now, there are two very different ways of looking at it and the kingdom of, of God is, is uh, in our hearts, the way it was spoken. Anyway, I won't get into that, but it was very metaphysical. When you look at the—and when you're ready, the next thing will come.
0: Yeah, always. You don't really have any concern about this. Your next footfall, wherever that might be, <laughs> will be in the perfect place. It's really never been done any other way uh, in all of this. Uh, John, you're going to get through this. You, we all are. This is the thing, in this program in particular, we're talking about the recognition of the idea of the ascension going on, not rapture, ascension, where it is that we become more... And I'm not saying it couldn't be one morning, everybody on earth wakes up and goes, what was I thinking? (laughs) We're just going to all be friends here now. It could happen that way. I'm not arguing the point. I'm just saying that um, while we're here at this time, the uh, object of... uh, becoming the better you that's what we're doing and and i'm not saying that this couldn't be done miraculously and i am saying that i'm going to for me as an individual seek to improve me by whatever method it is i can come up with right now that looks like meditating all the time not all the time you have to come back to the world every once in a while but uh, meditating is a very good way to do it and because this is just so funny and because i'm not going to resist it I, I saw this brief page on some website someplace that said, uh, if Christ died for our sins, then go ahead and sin, otherwise Christ died for nothing. I just couldn't resist the humor in that. But sin being the idea that, um, as you were saying, it's we the were arrow granted, mist. We were yeah.
1: granted permission to forgive yourself. Life yeah. is an experience. It's not good or bad or mistake or right. right. So take the gift. Accept it. Yeah. Accept the gift. I'm not going to beat myself up over everything that I feel did Could not follow a rule. Yeah. And yeah, I think or that's because
0: th- someone else's nature, someone else's set of rules, mm-hmm. I'm in violation of someone's set of rules.
1: Well, there was there was a moment in my life that I had an epiphany so profound I literally fell into a chair. I know you guys may be but it was the moment I realized there was no objective reality. It was like, whoa, I, felt, I remember the moment so clearly. It was the green lawn chairs that was our only furniture. And I fell into it, and I thought, oh my gosh. All this time, I, everyone walks around with two versions of reality that are both subjective. Our view of objective reality that we call objective reality that has the roles of the toilet paper under, over, and blah, 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 blah. And then we have our inner reality our subjective reality. And so we're constantly measuring this subjective reality against this perceived objective reality. It's like a yardstick that we're constantly every minute we're doing this comparison like when you have push notifications on your phone and your phone's going out and searching for this stuff constantly running down your battery. It uh, we do that all the time. But then when we interact with other people, everybody's external yardstick starts bumping heads with each other and then our subjective yardstick bumps heads with those and so no wonder it's just this very unclear unfocused thing so our only duty our only thing our only project on this planet people say why am i here this is the answer for everyone but yet it's very unique you are here to get a clear focus on who you are and what your true nature is and so when you die and go up to the whatever we go to, you turn in your term paper of your view of reality, not anyone else's. And you'll come back and come back until you get that straight.
0: Yeah, there's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this is exciting. Uh, we've taken people many years, we've taken people. Uh, when you die, it's not. Uh, a, there's a few people on the planet that have a clear idea of uh, what happens when you die. You go to, as your dream the other day, you go to a um, place that I would call the caste party. You meet with all of the human beings that you interacted with down here, and there's no um, hatred, it, it just, it's just not that way. Uh, so I've told the story, but when I die, and I meet the person that shot me to death when I was 27, it won't be, oh, you blackguard, you know, you're, you villain, you how could you have done that? It'll be, hey, all right, good deal. Man, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was some sharp shooting you had there. Um, only I came back to life and have been down there for a while, but I'm back now and it's so good to see you. I would have nothing but love for the person that agreed to play such a dastardly role as to shoot a stranger to death for no real reason yeah okay so that's that's again the major clue here on the on the planet no matter what it looks like to you it's just someone acting out a role if it's and and whatever the everything that happens is on your side whatever that person has done it's on your side it's a matter of what how long till you recognize it's on your side if you retrain your mind you will within a moment recognize it as on your side you know uh, changing the whole vocabulary we think in because it doesn't work it works very well if you want to be upset works very well if you want to accomplish nothing works very well you know if you want to just completely skew your belief system you know towards the money is valuable nothing else you know that's a skewed belief system so it is up to us to just accept who we are and recognize that other people are really just measuring their way through life, and and if someone comes and measures me, it better be for a suit. But outside of that, uh, uh, yeah. So again, live call and call in if you have questions about all this, because we are here to assist. We're here to wake people up. So if you have a, uh, or if you have a friend in the room who would call, if you are, have someone call with your question. That would work very well you'd still get the answer to your question, <coughs> and, you know, this moves yeah, on. Yeah, and,
1: and uh, you, uh, I, I don't wish to um, derail and have a conversation about this, but you had mentioned the Urantia book earlier. Oh, yeah. And I felt that maybe there were some people that said, now, what was the name of that book, and it's U-R-
0: U-R-A-N-T-I-A. It's... Um,
1: I don't, I, I just wanted to mention that in case people didn't catch it. You can go to Urantia.com. U-R- get it for free. U-R-A-N-T-I-A, and mm-hmm. read it online. It's a it's a channel, biblical type uh, thing. It's oh another yeah. Thing. Anyway, um, but I I think that the idea is really not about getting to know other people or getting to know anything. It's getting to know yourself. The only mm-hmm. eyes we cannot look into are our own. That's why we act uh rely, act as mirrors for other people. Yeah. So anyway, we have a call.
0: Hi caller, what's your name, please? It's Rita. Rita,
1: hi. Hi, Rita. Hi. I just have a question. Well, actually, um, I guess uh, would like to know if you could be a little more specific about what you mean, uh, what you mean about a person's nature, ah. because it, c- it could also be people's opinions, which mm-hmm. can change. Um, it, and I just thought if you could speak a little bit more about what you mean specifically about a person's nature. Brilliant, Rita, because I yeah. had that down here in my notes and I and, uh, we got uh, past that because sometimes we can confuse other people's beliefs with their true nature Mm -hmm. person's true nature is something that they keep going back to let's say it's a person that um, uh, i don't know give me an example okay so last week we talked or uh, i was mentioning that people really are defined by their preferences and in my experience with a crystal ball and it was clear but yet I could still make it out even though it was transparent I could still make out the edges of it and I realized that that we hold this radiant field of who we are and our preferences and who we really are keeps emerging and we suppress it sometimes and after a while their suppression of it their guilt over having that true nature, it starts becoming very apparent because that's the place that they are easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. Let's say I, I felt guilty for having on a blue jacket. And so everything that I would do, I would be my true nature. If it came to blue jacket, you would see a suppression or a change in my nature. But it's stuff that sticks around even when they're not thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, my one question is, say you're a person that likes to be helpful or you like to help others. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you really investigated it within yourself, it's more because of a, a fear that you're not going to be liked. Right. Or right, right. a fear, that, uh, more, more based on fear than actually who you really are. But if you expand on that, then the person's true nature at that moment is trying to make other people happy because they're afraid. It's right. like encompassing everything. It's not necessarily encompassing a trait, okay. but it's encompassing wherever, whatever they are and wherever they're at at that moment and not holding them to it, which is critical. So okay. your nature changes as you no, go because on in life? I, I would say the things that we demonstrate in our nature may change, but our true nature doesn't. Okay. The, the bigger picture is someone that uh, the bottom line is, we came here in a forgetfulness mm-hmm. state about who we are, and right. everything here leaves us clues. And if a person's nature at that moment really needs attention all the time because there's unhealedness about them, mm-hmm. well, we just accept their nature. That's, that's what they're doing, what they're going through at the moment. There's nothing I can do to change it or whatever mm-hmm. because unhealed things people are not going to let go of. Like if someone's nature is to not call you when they're going to be late, and they have to really work at that, regardless of whether that's their healed or unhealed state, that's part of their nature right now. That's part of them. What were you going to say?
0: Well, quite a bit, Rita. There's, um, uh, as you're saying, the true nature appears to change, but it is uh, solid as well. We are um, a very heart-based being a heart-based race here. We do things from our heart, um, whether or not the heart is light or dark. But then again, we've on this show relentlessly um, done our best to get people to understand that good and evil are a child's concept from a distant past. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. It's not about good and evil. The most evil people accomplish the greatest things. Mm -hmm. Well, it's true, and those that just good 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 um, so it's not about that it, it's about um, allowing it's about just accepting things uh, and see we our belief system is so barnacled by this programming that we've been getting through our whole life long uh, and it doesn't have to be uh, you if <coughs> you just follow your heart you really cannot miss Th- well, and that also, is the point. also the and example of my if, father, Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I was uh, considering calling the show just accepting other people, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and uh, you w- uh, wanted to pull in the concept from last week, which I agree with, I think is understandable, but maybe we could expand on this and say accepting other people and their true nature, because everybody is being their true nature at any given moment.
0: Yeah, um, everybody's doing the best they can, mm-hmm. what I have under the number 555. Thank you so much for your. Well, insight. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. That's a brilliant question though., Yeah. Uh, and I'm really we glad love the you asked call. it. Thanks, yeah.
0: Thanks for calling in. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's um, Well, something that was uh, going on there. Here, go ahead.
1: Well, uh, one of the questions I, I said is to ask what is their true nature? And if we go <clears throat> to take that to a further step is, is another thing I had here that I was going to add. Have, have you asked? is what's demonstrating right now really a projection? And is it a projection from me? Meaning, uh, am I taking this personally because I feel the real way for the toilet paper is to go under because then you can use the roll to tear it uh, rather than it spinning wildly over the top, but they were taught the other way. Like, is it my projection or is it theirs? Yeah. And bottom line, understanding your true nature which means going through your own unhealedness, your pleasing other people, whatever. The the case of my father, I understood his nature at that moment was he was like, uh, um, I've heard stories where fathers will make their sons really strict and, and force them to go into this or that. And it looks like, They're making their kid live out their dream. But in reality, if you get into the other person's world, they were disappointed. They didn't do that. And they were attempting to save their son from that disappointment. So it was really an act of love. So if we get out of our own projection, then we see the truth for them at that moment.
0: Yeah. So there's always more Mm -hmm. than one point of view, and uh, all the points of view are correct. There's an infinite number of correct answers to every question. And to be smooth down here, to um, uh, live a life that you enjoy, which is my idea of why we incarnate. I mean, why else would we have incarnated? If we incarnate to live a life that's pure misery, well, reincarnate or revamp the entire way in which you think. There's the idea that uh, this was to have been a divine pleasure cruise life on earth and it's just the the judgment you know as we're saying the only slavery is judgment or in this case misjudgment whatever it is that's that's rendering us not happy cannot be real it doesn't make any difference what it is it's got to be something that's designed to get you to a place where life is worth living why would we come here to live a life that's not
1: well, I, I think there's a lot of truth in that. And it just shows you we can all have our belief and our focus on this. It came to me one day when I was on hold at work and I was drawing a circle. And I wondered why that was not the symbol for infinity. And then I realized what well, perhaps one of the, the reason we are here is to, perhaps there is no reason. We're the ones that look for reasons. What if there is no reason? What if there's something that exists outside of the land of a reason uh, anyway? But if there were a reason, I realized that, let's say the universal all was the circle, and it decided to become aware of itself. So it folded, and that place where the infinity sign crosses itself Mm -hmm. is where self-awareness came in. So if we're all one thing, then we came here as little different mirrors at all slightly different angles to get a view of who we are collectively. And we cannot get there until we know who we are and we play these games. We come here with this forgetfulness, not being able to see ourselves, gauging just like that game where you stick a card on your forehead and uh, get clues from everybody as to what number you have on your forehead. We are here to understand ourselves through these interactions with other people, but it's not our job to understand and to direct the other person. It's to direct ourselves. Do we get caught up with each other and, and get caught up in each other's stuff? Absolutely. That's part of it, too. Because we're all one thing, <laughs> ultimately.
0: Yeah. I, um, well, yes, yeah, true. I, I one was way,
1: one way. And yeah. I think they're, they're, they're both true. Everything is true. Everything in this show is true.
0: Could not be.
1: You know that everything in this book is, is it's false. a lie. Yeah. Everything in this yeah. show is true. Mm-hmm. Everything in your life is true.
0: I saw a... Uh, we're about to go with the doc. I saw a film of a slinky on a uh, treadmill.
1: Treadmill. <laughs> that was funny.
0: Right. And I thought, um, since I had accepted the slinky as a model of the universe, then it struck me that the... Um, uh, a Mobius slinky is the same thing you were saying. A Mobius slinky is a model of the universe, which puts it in a different place. But it was keyed by seeing the slinky on the treadmill. Hmm.
1: That's it's, interesting. Yeah. We'll have to go into that in a little more depth after this segment, if you choose. But anyway. Here comes the duck. I accept myself, even the perceived flaws. Because there are no flaws. It's just parts of you you don't love that you've made sleep in the barn. Bring the parts of you you don't love back out of the barn. Our duck. And now you can play with Mary's magical messages. They literally won't let me set them down. Uh, You are finding something you had lost. Is it an object, a passion, a relationship, information? Is it you?
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Uh, How much of your life are you living for others? It is time to claim back your life.
0: There's something coming into your life that will be very significant to your growth. Be receptive.
1: Okay. Lovely. Thank you. Okay, well, now, yes. the way our show works is you can uh, call in at any time with questions. We would love hearing from you and our callers tonight have been wonderful. If you would like a reading, this would be the time to call in for that, um, and I will pull some cards for you just as a community service type fun thing. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't wish to do a reading, you can always still call in with questions and we can continue the conversation. It's yeah. all perfect.
0: Well, actually everything's perfect so uh, still our our major domo of concepts this evening has been to accept nature mm-hmm. nature nurtures nature hi caller what's your name please hi my name is Jasmine Jasmine, hi, Jasmine. what can hi. we do for you
1: well, I love your show, first of all. I've been Thank watching you. it for so many years, and Aww. you guys just are amazing. Thank oh. you. Thank kind you. Yeah. of. You. Yeah. I wanted to know if I could get a reading with Mary, please. Sure. Mm-hmm. I would be most happy to. Thank you so much. I'm hanging sure. up now. Thank you. I left mm. my inner wisdom cards at home, so we're going to do animals, the um, spirit animal cards tonight. And you can play all four of my decks online at Telepathic TV for free, it's just a card program. And all 97 of the um, Mary's Magical Messages are in there. So that one's a little slow because there's so many cards in it. The first card we get is the turkey. And in Native American culture, at least according to Jamie Sams, the uh, turkey is the giveaway. And it's not just giving away stuff, like um, sometimes when there's a food drive, you look, oh, there's an extra can of peas, we won't eat those, let's throw those away. That isn't even classified as giving. What giving is is when you take something you genuinely love and allow yourself to give it. It's a whole different experience. So it's saying to um, sometimes that's our heart, that we're afraid is going to get broken. What is it that I am afraid to give up? That's the very thing you give away. That's how you find your power. The next card is a very similar concept. It's talking about cleansing, and it's, it's a biological thing, like maybe it's, it's time for uh, um, just cleansing, um, like the spring tonic kind of cleanse. But maybe it's about detoxing from old feelings, letting go of old feelings from maybe even a relationship that was a while back, uh, that sometimes can just hang back there and we don't even know it and the final card is the bear and that is about introspection going inward and allowing yourself to um, really look at how you feel about things it's when we are no longer stressed out and busy that the effects of that come and we it, we could use that downtime let's say to go inward and I will also pull a chakra affirmation for you. And this is an affirmation you can use and repeat to yourself. Even if you don't think it, it, it applies to you, do it anyway, because it's a remedy for something that is in your subconscious mind. And it is the throat chakra. I hear the true messages in all situations. So that would be your affirmation. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah.
0: It had, um, uh, very briefly, it occurred to me we were, uh, with the invention of the... Um, internet, we've entered into a new level of consciousness, and what we had left was the age of literacy, where you would uh, write a book and you would have a bibliography based on uh, what your book used as its basis to draw its conclusions. But I have yet to see a website with a bibliography.
1: Good point. Yeah. Brilliant. And Brilliant.
0: That's, that's really a very necessary item. So perhaps mm-hmm. we can put a, um, at some point, we'll put a bibliography on yeah. telepathic TV. Because we've had a lot of teachers and would like to acknowledge them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I do. I yeah. mean, uh, and I've also created a lot of things myself. That yeah, yeah it's good exactly. to acknowledge so. yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have so,
0: too. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
1: Hi, uh, my name's
0: Kim. Kim. What can we Kim. do for you?
1: Um, I was just calling to see if uh, Mary could give me a reading, um, specifically uh, if you see anything career-wise. I'm kind of at a crossroads right now, and I um, and uh, I'll, I'll call off. Thank you, there. And thank you very much. Oh, sure. Thank you for calling. You. Well, the f- first card is the crow. Just like we have physics, physical laws, and physical reality. If I was going to take something heavy and roll it downhill, I could use gravity to help me. What the crow is saying is that there are metaphysical laws, too. And like the the texture in the card, that things flow in these ways. And if you're looking to use that that, uh, thing at the top of the card, that that direction, if you put your uh, intention down here, it's going to go away. So it's saying use. Things that are already in action, already afoot, um, use resources that are already in movement and just climb on the train rather than reinventing. And when I looked at the moose card, you know, I was looking at that tonight, and I I was feeling that um, I was just inspired by the picture. I chose to draw these all very differently as they spoke of the essence of the animal to me, and I asked each animal to come talk to me. And with this, I just feel like there is a structure um, that could be filled in and that you've got ideas about what you would like to do, but maybe you haven't filled things in yet and that it's coming into being now and there's a great strength. And look at yourself and know that you deserve everything that you're looking to have in your life. Uh, I just feel maybe you were tricked into thinking that, that you were limited somehow. And sometimes places where we work can make us feel that way. And the raven comes to say, remember your magical being. Let that emerge out of your indecision, that I am magical and I can create. And it does feel like something is, is going to come up. It might be a little bit longer, but there, there's something more for you to get about who you are. Your affirmation is, heart chakra, I allow others to be who they are. It is safe to be out of control. And I think that uh, is going to be a very healing thing for you to not be attached to an outcome. It's
0: the theme of the show. I know. Yeah.
1: Okay. Do we have another call? Hi,
0: caller. What's your name, please?
1: Hi, Neville. Hi, Mary. This is Suzanne. How are you? Suzanne, hi. Hey, good. How are you? Just fine, thanks. I would like to find out if I can get a reading from you, Mary, and... More along the lines of finances, and I'll take my answer off the air. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Okay, let's see what we get. We get my lovely little elephant card. Elephant knows who they love. I saw a special on TV years ago where an elephant walked by, and there were lots of elephant skeletons, and it just walked by, but then it hit upon this one and recognize that as someone they love and they do they will love across time like the sto- story of shirley and jenny and so i feel like what this is saying to you is to remember things that you love and that maybe in the whole financial end, you were led down a path uh... away from what you loved because of this idea that we have to have money and I'm not you know we're all human we all have to exist here on the planet but it's telling you to maybe walk back more to what you love remember that and almost as if I I see you entirely setting something down and picking something new up and that if it's really not for us to do it seems like the money becomes more diminishing and so you're being pointed in another direction and maybe there's some liquidation that um is getting ready to happen whatever that is um liquidation of objects or uh securities of some sort but th- there's a liquidation that's going to come in handy and pa- uh the tiger is about finding our passion again this looks like something that you had set down that could be very lucrative for you and it may be uh, like uh something of your own business and your chakra affirmation is the crown chakra the arms of love enfold me with gent- with its gentleness and wisdom so that is an affirmation that you could repeat to yourself um over and over with that anyway Excellent. thank you very much for yeah. calling those work
0: well the chakra affirmation cards mm-hmm. with the this works very well hi caller what's your name please no okay Unusual choice of name. Oh, okay. So we're about to be at Ruby Tuesdays. If this is indeed Thursday, the 27th of February, uh, you would be welcome to join us. Otherwise, this is a rebroadcast. And uh, Ruby Tuesdays is in Fairfax Circle. So come if you're out and about. We'd love to see you. And we'll talk more about other things at this table as we do after the show. Uh, let me see what else. Do we have any? Oh, the... Um, any announcements? Um,
1: I haven't firmed those up, but Palmistry will be coming up. I'm going to be teaching EFT Level 1 and Level 2 coming up. So if you're very familiar with Level 1, or EFT, you can call me and we'll see if you can, um, you know, just opt out of that. But it's a very important thing to really learn it the way it works. works. And and I'm starting a psychic development series coming up too, where we really go into how to build This up so that it's part of your spiritual journey Mm -hmm. um, as well as something, some skills you're developing within yourself. Mm -hmm. And other things, and palmistry, as we were saying. Palmistry
0: and face reading. Face reading. And also reading the feet if we do the extended class, which is always fun. And uh, we've been doing Mm Sekim and Sekim
1: always. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, how about an affirmation for all of us? This is for everybody, and it's the sacral chakra. The male and fi- and the female are balanced within me. Now, remember, that's the yin-yang, the passive, the the more mm-hmm. outgoing nature. Plus, that's minus, the, yeah. Yeah.
0: Positive and negative pole. Yeah,
1: it's everything. Mm-hmm. And when they're balanced, we become magical creatures for mm-hmm. sure.
0: It takes place in the heart, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you can go online, and there are workshops for sale. I have a recorded psychic development series online, which I'm going to um, also have some exercises that you can do along with that. There's opening of the throat chakra, your language codes class, Mm -hmm. and a short dream. And I'll be doing an online dream course soon. Excellent. It was our joy and honor to take you to the door of you. And you're
0: going through the door. Just accept it. Mm Mm-hmm. Resistance is futile.
1: Look, the last card. It is safe to trust others to be true to their own nature. And that's really what trust is, is trusting other people to be true to their own nature. Because they're going to do it. And then all you ask is, what is their nature? Not, can I trust them? Yeah,
0: very Isn't that different world. is funny that that card came up to? Very different world to live in. <laughs>